Where are you going, master? For a drink. Welcome, Toasters, to this special episode, a bonus episode. I don't think we've done one of these in like two years. It has been a very long time since we've done any bonuses. A mega long time. Mm-hmm. We're doing a Rebels rewatch. So we're going to take you through season one in this episode, and we won't be doing every episode. I found a link that's a website from a guy named Dave. <laughs> no idea who he was. And it said, these are the essential episodes. So we said, okay, we'll just do the essential episodes. Might we miss things? I don't know. We will just do a quick summary thoughts discussion, very quick, hopefully, on each episode and call out anything we think could be cool to see in Ahsoka or anything that might be relevant to Ahsoka and go from there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that my shit will be quick. I know you put like five minute max on this. My notes are not as concise as I as they could be. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, mine are a bunch of gibberish because my laptop died when I was making notes. So I did them all on my phone and I haven't looked at them since. Ooh, wow. Well, this will be fun then. This is going to be wild. Uh, do we do a little happy hour announcement? What are you drinking today, Alice? My sparkling sugar-free wine, the huge. The huge. All right. Well, I've got a Revolution Brewing uh, Rosa. It's a hibiscus ale and it's a very big can. I don't know if you can see. So this will this will I'll be good for the duration of this. Perfect. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Before we get into our recap, for those of you who have not watched Rebels, don't remember much about it, a brief history, courtesy of Wikipedia. I'm not going to read the whole thing because that's just way too long. Mm -hmm. Rebels takes place around 5 BBY and it goes straight up into A New Hope-ish, close to it at least. It's more like a year-ish out, really. Okay. Yeah. Close enough. Um, 3D animated series. It premiered on Disney XD, which I don't know if that even exists anymore. Truly no idea. Couldn't tell you. Huh. <laughs> All right. Dave Filoni did this. No surprise there. It features new characters along with OT people and some people from Clone Wars, yada yada, all things good. And it's only four seasons. Yeah, a lot of the, I think, a lot of the crew, I think, came over from the Clone Wars as well. So you got a lot of the same people, same writers working on Rebels as you did on the Clone Wars. It premiered October 3rd, 2014. That was almost a decade ago. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy to think about. And then I don't see it. Oh, yeah, it is on here. March 5th, 2018 was when the final episode aired. And that is uh, the numbers that I used to use in the Schmodown a lot. Three, five, and 18. Oh. Mm-hmm. Nice. Fun fact. I know, Fun right? Fun fact for the defunct Schmodown <laughs> uh, <laughs> followers. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it ran three and a half years. It was pretty quick to go and this is like this was my star wars man because this is like i got to watch this new while other people were also watching it new like all the other star wars was already out so it's like that was everybody else's but like since i got to experience all of this new for the first time and that was my first star wars thing i got to do that with that's why i'm like i have a very special connection to rebels do you have like any kind of is there anything that sort of stands out in your mind as like an overall thing with rebels anything that you like truly loved about this or are you kind of more of a clone wars girly i'm more clone war 
Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Actually, you're Clone more Wars. of a, you're really more of a resistance girly though, aren't you? <laughs> I love resistance. <laughs> it's the best animation ever made. Not. I think I just watched Rebels and I powered through all of it because you watched it yeah. and went on about it so much. Um a few other fun tidbits. Its final two seasons won the Saturn Award for Best Animated Series on Television. Cool. That's fun. Yeah, and it had a few other media spinoffs, like the comic book series Kanan, the book A New Dawn, which wasn't that the first of the new canon? Yeah, that was the first one back in 2014 by John Jackson Miller. Mm-hmm. And some of the series lore is expanded upon in the Thrawn novel series. Yeah, the Thrawn trilogy that started in 2017 with the uh, first novel entitled simply Thrawn. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. Uh Let's get to it. Season one. Here we go. I have the first two episodes. Spark of the Rebellion parts one and two. Wow. Real creative. Welcome to Rebels, everyone. Let's do it. Holler. We open up. We get to see space. I love how space looks in Rebels. Don't know what it is. Just something looks extra good about outer space. Love it. But we get Star Destroyers. We get Vader. We get the Grand Inquisitor. And they're all like, yeah, hunt down the children of the Force and all the surviving Jedi. Uh, So that's kind of our big, like, kickoff. Like, oh, no. And then, of course, we go to our annoying teenage boy, Ezra. All Star Wars has to have an annoying teenage boy. It does. It's a rule. Yeah. It's, it's like, must-have annoying teenage boy. <laughs> He's on the planet of Lothal, which is basically Rebels, Tatooine. We go back there a lot. A whole lot. Yeah. Let's see. He is on Lothal, staring longingly out a tower, overshadowed by Star Destroyer. Empire's fucking with people. Like, arrests for no reason because we hate you and we want to steal your fruit, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Ezra's, like, running through the streets. It actually really reminded me of the Aladdin, like, bazaar scene. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, he, like, at some point is actually called a street rat. So there's a lot of Aladdin vibes in in Rebels. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's Aladdin for Star Wars. He's Mm -hmm. got beautiful hair. He's running around the bazaar, stealing from the rich, saving the regular folk, but still stealing their food because he's hungry. Fair enough. Yep. And Kanan calls him a street rat. I wonder if he was inspired by Aladdin's design. Yeah, I don't know. Aladdin's hot and Ezra's annoying. So I don't know. (laughs) Right. And then I have a common theme when I'm summarizing this. Okay. There's like a weird like noise that gets made oftentimes when Ezra is looking at things and I call it a tingle jingle. <laughs> wait, wait, make the, so- make the sound. I don't remember. It's like or something. All right. When- close enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he gets a weird tingle jingle and looks over and he sees Kanan chilling in the streets. We get a glimpse of Zeb and Sabine. They're all doing hand signals and start blowing shit up because Sabine is the master of blowing shit up. Uh, Ezra tries to steal what the ghost crew is trying to steal. So for those of you who haven't seen Rebels, our main group of characters, they're called the ghost crew. I guess we should summarize them. So Kanan is a Jedi who escaped Order 66. We saw him in the Bad Batch premiere. He was Padawan under Depa Balaba. Yep. Sabine is a Mandalorian. She worked for the Empire for a while and then quit. And now she's good at bombs and graffiti. And Zeb. Zeb is a Lasat. 
and he's purple and he kind of looks like a big leopard or something. Um, and we saw a cameo of him in The Mandalorian if you watched season three of that beloved li- live action series. And he's also the same species of alien as Cal Kestis's master in the Jedi Survivor games. Um, and then Hera is a Twi'lek. She's got green skin. She's very pretty. And she is the leader of the group, but they kind of keep that under wraps for this first season and they sort of make it seem more like Kanan is the leader of the group. Um, and the whole show sort of mostly centers around and takes place in her ship, which is called the Ghost. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. And then we have Chopper. Of course. Yes. Chopper, the little sassy-ass droid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Ezra steals from the Ghost crew. Their worlds collide. It's like a weird meet-cute. Kanan's trying to get his stuff back. They're vroom-vrooming around on my- motorcycles. And then there's some pew-pew, some kab- booms etc Ezra kind of follows them all they hop on the ship the ghost and he hops on the ramp and joins them he's like yeah we're bff ta-da so there's where we officially meet Hera and chopper on the ship and Hera automatically starts hinting like oh this kid's special you know like do 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 more pew pew the ties start trying to get them and then this is a very chaotic episode clearly mm-hmm. then we cut over to the empire we get to meet callus he's got some of those i want to i was gonna say like chopstick sideburns what are they called uh no the word chop is in it isn't it like wolverine yeah chop what do they call it's not stash. man man chops what is it <laughs> <laughs> i was like chop stash hold chop. on hold on we gotta what is this <laughs> Man, facial hair, chops. Mutton chops. That's it. Yeah. That's it. There we go. Yeah. Uh, We meet Callus. He's an ISB agent and, of course, has in many Star Wars. We talk about snuffing out the spark of the rebellion. I think that phrase is used probably about 500 times. Roughly, yeah. In places. Yep. Uh, So we just get a little, you know little intro to him before we hop back to the ghost crew they're like woo we're gonna feed the people this small city yay and everyone's happy and then on the ship ezra feels another little jingle tingle Uh (laughs) uh-oh why does he feel the jingle tingle let me tell you he goes digging through Kanan's stuff like a bad house guest. Yeah. And he finds a holocron and a lightsaber. Chopper sees this and goes tattletale, rightfully so. Yeah. And then I wrote, I guess Sabine shows up around the corner at some point here because I wrote, I think he has a little jingle tingle in his pants. <laughs> Yes, they do have like a weird moment where he's kind of flirting with her and she's just like, <laughs> you're a silly little kid. Nah. Gross. Yeah. Let's see. Ezra keeps the holocron. Kanan just lets him. He knows he took it. It's kind of like a test. Ezra just shows his bratty teenage self. He's like, oh, like, who the fuck sticks their neck out for people? Oh, uh, when Harris all trying to explain, like, we need to help people. And he's just being kind of an asshole. Yeah. Really. They're on their next mission. There is an Imperial transport where they want to rescue a bunch of Wookiees. So they claim they have a Wookiee and hop on the transport. I love their funny joke. They brought in Zeb and fake handcuffs. And they're like, oh, yeah, haven't you ever seen a rare hairless Wookiee before? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then I typed, God, this is a long episode. So... (laughs) 
It turns out the whole rescue the Wookiees thing was a total trap. Callus is not as big of a dum-dum as you'd think he is. Ezra's like, oh, I have to go warn everyone. I'm going to risk my life for strangers. Uh. And then it's to be continued. So that is part one. Pretty solid premiere. I think it being so frantic left us with so many open ends that we're like, oh, what's next? Yeah, I think there's... I can't remember exactly, and I, I should have fact-checked this before we started, but I think there was a thing where, like, this may have premiered on, like, ABC and Disney XD, because they were trying to get, like, more eyes on it and, like, mm-hmm. promote it more. And I think maybe there was a version that didn't have Vader in it, and they added Vader later. I don't remember. I should have looked all of this up, but I feel like there was, like, something kind of wonky about the first episode. But also, people tended to rate it really poorly on Amazon, because that used to be the only place you could do, or you could find it, was, like, buy the actual episodes on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Because you had to buy part one, the, like, Spark of the Rebellion separately from season one. And people hated that, and so they, like, gave it terrible reviews, even though, like, the episode was pretty good. It was a solid start. Just people were mad that they had to buy it separately from the rest of the season. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So a few, like, thoughts around Ahsoka. The ghost crew, they all have a code name they use, and it's Spectre X. Mm-hmm. Kanan is Spectre 1. Yes. I'm wondering if there will be any reference to that. You know, maybe, like, it's a nickname for Jason Sandula. Maybe it's like a password, like, how do I know Harris sent you or something? And the password Spectre 1. Just mm. wondering if there's any kind of reference. Yeah, because later they sort of become the Phoenix Squadron and the Spectre stuff sometimes kind of goes by the wayside. But the Spectre mm. is the OG call sign for this group. I also wonder, of course, if we will see Lethal in Ahsoka. I'm going to go with yes. Yeah, more than likely. I mean, we saw it in the trailer. So unless they cut out all of those scenes, which it wouldn't oh. be the first time that's happened in a Star Wars show that they cut out everything that was in the trailer. But... More than likely, yeah, we'll see it. Fair enough. Shall we get into part two? Yes. Tell me all about Spark of the Rebellion part two. You're never going to believe this. It picks up where we left off. What? (laughs) (laughs) Uh... I know. Um, So everyone is trying to escape. Callus is all, you know, like, bah, we're going to catch them. And there's, you know, shenanigans, turning the gravity off, blah, blah, blah. Ezra warns them. He gets caught by Callus, and Zeb's like, okay, bye. So it's like, all right, great. He's like, don't stick your neck out for people. And then he does it and they leave him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yep. We see Sabine blowing shit up, which is amazing. Like, she has this cool spray paint that explodes. I can't wait to see, like, pyrotechnic pyrotechnic maniac Sabine in Ahsoka. That's gonna be fucking cool. I hope that they, like, play into that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, So the ghost crew heads out, and they're like, "Uh uh-oh, we lost Ezra. He's in jail. And he says his name is Jabba the Hutt, which is pretty funny. (laughs) Callus calls him Jabba the Hutt. (laughs) He does. Yeah. It's great. It comes back every once in a while. He's like, (laughs) Jabba. (laughs) Yeah. So then Callus... Clearly, the first trick didn't work to catch them. So now he's like, ah, I have this Ezra kid that they all really care about. So I'm going to use him as bait. And Ezra's like, cool, whatever. He's bored in jail. He finds the holocron in his backpack and he opens it. It's a big message from Bay about the Jedi and the Republic falling and trust in the Force. And it's like a whole emo to do. Ezra tricks the stupid stormtroopers. Not that hard. He escapes his cell. Ghost crew shows up to save him, and he is already, like, right there when they arrive, so it's pretty fast because he, like, 
I guess, guessed where they were going to show up. I don't know. Sabine blows shit up again. Looks really cool. And they decide, they realize the Wookiees are all on Kessel that they thought were on the original ship. So they're like, yes, let's all go to Kessel. Hurrah. Pew, pew. They get to Kessel. Callus also gets to Kessel with a bunch of stormtroopers. And in the midst of saving the Wookiees, huge gunfight, pew, 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 pew. We see Kanan actually pull out his lightsaber, like, whoa, first time we've seen a lightsaber in the series. There's mass confusion. He's deflecting all the blaster bolts. It's awesome. Uh, Ezra sticks his neck out again to save a cute little baby Wookiee. And he does big flippies like the baby does. Mm -hmm. He has a stupid electronic slingshot, but he saves... The baby Wookiee. Yeah, thank God that slingshot doesn't stick around too long. It's really dumb. Didn't Omega have a slingshot for a little while? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Somehow it's less dumb when she has it. Right? <laughs> like, like, why is it less dumb? Yeah, so Callus follows Ezra on the baby Wookiee, and he's like, oh, you're a Jedi. And Ezra's like, what? Fuck off. No, I'm not. Um, The ghost shows up. Callus falls off the balcony. He's still alive, though. Don't worry. Yeah. Those uh, mutton chops will save him. Mm-hmm. They're like wings. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They just expand real fast, weave themselves into wings, and he glides around. Um, pretty much. Pretty much. So the baby Wookiee gets reunited with his mama, and it's precious. Then Ezra decides to be a little sneaky dickens again, and he pickpockets the fucking lightsaber and tries to make off with it. But they're all like, all right, we'll put a stop to this. Somehow Kanan knows that he opened the holocron. And I'm like, how did you know he opened it when he was in that jail? Magic. Mm, magic. Jedi magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kanan's like showing up in the doorway, kind of like a creeper. He just sneaks right up in there. And he's like, yo, the force is strong with you. You can keep the lightsaber like an asshole or you can come with us and be trained to come a Jedi. And Ezra's like, I... I kind of thought that that Kanan may have been like a sort of vision or like in Ezra's mind or he may have been sort of communicating with him through the force and not actually there. That's really complicated. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, can Kanan force project himself? I'm like, dude, you're fucking powerful. Good for you. No, I think he was just being a creeper. Mm. So then it kind of ends as far as what we see with the ghost crew with the rest of the holocron message. We didn't see all of it when Ezra first opened it, but it basically just says a new hope will emerge. And right after that, we get a new big reveal. We see Callus. He's tattling. Oh, no, I found a Jedi. And he's talking to, you guessed it, Old Grandy. Yeah, Grandy is back. Old Grandy, I've decided his name is Richard. Yeah, I had, like, we talked at one point about calling him Richard or Bitchard. And so I have him as both Bitchard and Old Grandy in my notes. So yeah, be advised, all listeners. <laughs> yeah. Bitchard. And then it makes sense when we call him a dick, so... Yeah, exactly. Um, one thought on this. Actually, no, we'll jump into what What are your thoughts, connections to Ahsoka, potentially? I'm just wondering if we're going to see Callus. Did Callus and Zeb get married? That was my question, too. Are we going to see Callus and Ahsoka? Um, also, mm -hmm. one of my favorite moments in this entire series is like, it's so random, but there's a moment where like Callus and Ezra are in his little prison cell and Callus like brushes dust or something off of Ezra's sh shoulder. I don't know why. It is the most random moment. It is completely unnecessary. <laughs> Didn't need to be in it. It doesn't serve any purpose and it never comes back into play or is ever referenced again. But I really like it for some reason. It's just cute. And I remember watching it and being like, why the fuck did he do that? And I still don't know. All right. Yeah. I didn't notice that. 
But yeah, that's it for episodes one and two. Yay. Very cool. So I have episode five is the next one that whoever this random writer is deemed relevant for some reason. It's called Rise of the Old Masters. God, this is a good one. Yes, it is. Okay. So to kick it off. Kanan does not want to train Ezra because Ezra sucks, and lo and behold, the ghost crew gets intel that Luminara unduly survived the Clone Wars and is being held hostage on an Imperial base. This is hilarious because I am willing to bet we have Ezra and sucks in the same bullet point like 20 times because the very first bullet point of the next one I have is he sucks. Ezra sucks. Ezra sucks. (laughs) Anybody who, like, hardcore loves Ezra, like, this may not be the recap series, podcast series for you, but stick with us. If he gets you don't. better. He gets better. He does get better. And you know that he's going to be better in fucking Ahsoka. He's going to be, like, hot and older now. Hell yeah. I mean, he's, like, 14 years old here. Like, of course he's annoying. So, I mean, what mm-hmm. can you do? So, anyway... Kanan's like, oh my god, he sees an opportunity to get out of training Ezra because, as John Mulaney once said, is 100% easier to not do things than to do them. So Kanan wants Luminara to train to train Ezra so he doesn't have to. But this whole thing with Luminara potentially being alive still is a trap, and old Grandy walks in and he's like, boom, ghosted, she's dead, you fell for my trick, let's duel. What was it that led them to thinking she was alive in the first place? It was like a news holocron They or get intel from somewhere is all I put in my notes. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I forgot. I was yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was a fulcrum thing or what, but I, I just, I left it vague in my notes. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry. All right. Boom. Ghosted. She's dead. Let's duel now. And so Ezra blows up the door and he and Kanan run out to escape and uh, Grandy follows at like a leisurely pace. Like he's Mm -hmm. fucking Michael Myers or something. He's just out for a little stroll. And Kanan and Ezra meet up with Sabine and Zeb, who are like doing God knows what at this base while they were trying to rescue Luminara. And so they all run for the landing platform together to escape this base. Old Grandy finally decides to run after them. But after they (laughs) have a fucking two mile head start... They make it to the landing platform, but surprise, there are a bunch of stormtroopers there. So Hera comes in the Phantom to uh, rescue them, but she brings a bunch of bat things with her called Tibbities. And earlier in the episode, the Tibbities had misinterpreted the Phantom's jamming signal as a mating call. So these bats tried to fuck the ship in this kid's show and Hera had to fly away and leave all of them at this base. And the Phantom is, it's like a baby ship. That's that right. Ghost has. It's a little shuttle that attaches itself to the ghost. It's like if the ghost were a marsupial, like a koala bear, mm-hmm. and had a little baby in its pouch, yes. the Phantom would be that baby. Exactly. That's exactly it. That's a beautiful metaphor. Thank you. Yeah. So Hera comes back. She picks up the crew, and they all head to back to what I assume is Lothal. And Ezra's all pouty, and he tells Kanan that he knows that Kanan tried to he tra- he knows that he tried to pawn him off on Luminar on Dooley, so he wouldn't have to train him. And Kanan tells Ezra that he just wanted him to have the best teacher. And Ezra tells him, I don't want the best teacher. I want you. Which is a freaking hilarious, like, insult to Kanan a little bit. It's a nice thing to say, but it's also funny. And uh, so Kanan takes it in stride and tells him that he's going to train him. And then he gives Ezra his lightsaber and they play baseball. And that's the end. 
Ezra does not have his own lightsaber yet, so he's playing with Kanan's. One note, it is some straight-up horror shit when Luminara and Dooley's ghost walks into, like, its Hannibal Lecter cage and her face gets all sunken in. Like, this is a kid show, and that is gross. It is wild. It's creepy as fuck. It's like, it's like her spirit or a weird hologram that this coffin thing creates. She just walks up into it, and I guess they've just been toting around her skeletal remains for 14 years. Yeah, right? Like, that's a long time. It's gross. It's nasty. Imagine keeping track of that. I know, right? Like, so anything that might be relevant to Ahsoka, like, big question mark. I truly don't know. But the Grand uh, Grand Inquisitor, or Grandy, tells Ezra and Kanan that Luminara's bones serve the Empire, luring Jedi into their trap. And I'm like, what the fuck kind of force magic is that? Like, is that some, like, Night Sister shit? Or, like, I don't know, something that, like, did Grandy take the Night Sister stuff and, like, bastardize it for himself? Like, it's, like, actually, like, really impressive kind of force magic. I'm not gonna lie. So I wonder if whatever this is, like, this kind of magic or this trap will ever be shown on screen again, because I kind of want to know more. Yeah, and who put her in the weird onesie jumpsuit? Yeah, I don't know. It's, like, the same kind of onesie jumpsuit they put Hera in in the finale, or in, like, season four. Yeah. So, yeah, that's episode, that's episode five. What if we do, like, see her coffin somewhere? Yeah, I don't know. That's gross. I just don't want to see her, like, sunken in face again. She's- it's nasty. I mean, it'd be a big surprise. It would. I'd look at that. You'd look at Luminara's carcass again? Yeah, I think it'd be ballsy for them to show something like that if it tied in and made sense. I mean, if there are some, like, horror elements put into Ahsoka, like, I wouldn't be mad about that. That would be a fun surprise, because that they're, they're not hinting at that at all in, like, the trailer, so. Hell yeah. All right, so I also have the next episode in our list, which is episode 10, Jumping over some other stuff, we're getting to episode 10, which is called Gathering Forces. Thanks, Random Internet David, for suggesting the most critical Rebels episodes to us. I know, I was going to ask him, like, should we, like, link to whoever this dude is? I'm like, I I could, you didn't even link to it in our outline. I don't even know who, what article we're looking at. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't Google very hard to find something. I was like, oh, this looks like a good idea. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. All right. So in Gathering Forces, Kanan is cranky because Ezra sucks once again. And Ezra made, uh, in a recent episode of this season one, he made a dangerous connection to the dark side of the Force in like a previous episode. So Kanan tells Ezra, Ezra has to take a test to determine if he's really meant to become a Jedi. And Kanan and Ezra decide to take the Phantom for a joyride, and Kanan tells Ezra to trust the Force and lead them where they're meant to be. And Ezra's like, what the fuck? And so Ezra's like, all right. So he leads them to a temple on Lothal. And Kanan tells Ezra to, like, hurry the fuck up, figure out how to get into the em- into the temple, because the Empire might actually be watching this temple already, so we need to get in, get out, do our thing. So... Ezra walks up, he touches a giant rock cone thing, and the rock tells him that Master and Apprentice need to both enter the temple together. And Kanan's like, yeah, that sounds legit. So they both open the temple and they go in. At this point, Ezra sees a corpse, like when they get into the temple and he gets scared like a little bitch. And Kanan tells him (laughs) that he will face his worst fears in here and there's no guarantee that he'll be successful. And Ezra's like, oh my God, why did you bring me here? He sends Ezra into the temple alone while Kanan waits outside. And as, well, they're both 
they're inside, but they're outside. You get it. So as Ezra tries to, like, pick which door to go through next in this series of doors he has to go through within the temple, Kanan actually comes in the room and leads him down a passageway where Kanan is then attacked by Grandy, who stabs him and pushes him off a cliff. And that's how Kanan dies. Cut to credits. Directed by Dave Filoni. Blah, blah, blah. The end. Yeah, yeah, that's it. End of season one of Rebels. No, so this is like all a vision or whatever that's happening in the temple or through the forest or something. But Ezra doesn't know that yet. So he vows revenge. But old Grandy pushes him down a giant hole. Because Alice Star Wars is about what? Chopping off hands and falling down holes. Exactly. So Ezra gets pushed down a giant hole. He lands in the ghost somehow. And he overhears the crew talking shit about him. Then he hears Grandy kill the ghost crew, which is like actually horrifying to hear. And Ezra gets sucked out of the airlock and then somehow lands back in the temple. So again, we're all going through this weird, crazy vision. And now Ezra's kind of starting to pick up on the fact that this is not real. So the Inquisitor's there again. Ezra's like, this isn't real. Grandy winds up to bat and Ezra just stands there, which feels risky. But nothing actually happens when Grandy slices through him. It just goes through him like he's a ghost. And Ghost Grandy disappears. And ba-ba-ba-ba, Yoda appears. But he doesn't really appear here. We just hear him. And he appears as like floating light balls. And he calls to Ezra and leads him through a passageway. Good job, Yoda. Mm-hmm. He's floating light balls in Clone Wars too, right? Sometimes, yeah. I think in that season six or whatever, yeah. That former final season? Exactly, yeah. yeah. The not, No longer the final season. So Kanan also talks to Yoda floating light balls. And Ezra also, he talks to Yoda again. Yoda is just like inserting himself into everyone's business like it's his job and Mm -hmm. ultimately what happens at the end of this episode is that Ezra gets his kyber crystal in the temple and a few weeks later Ezra shows the ghost crew his new saber and everybody cheers because it's got like it's like a lightsaber but it also has like a blaster on it like attached to the handle it's really kind of weird and sort of cool and yay the end huzzah yeah anything ahsoka related um well kanan doesn't actually die here i was joking about that so he's still alive um but yeah i I kind of wasn't sure i think that this is sort of like good background on ezra bridger in general Mm -hmm. And you sort of observe some of Ezra's tendencies toward the dark side a little bit in this episode. We see a little bit of him, like, kind of giving into his anger sometimes. And Yoda does tell him that he has a difficult path ahead. So that feels like kind of a given for any Jedi in this era, but especially this Jedi in particular, I suppose. I mean, if these two episodes tell us anything, it's that... It's going to be like a house of horrors or what's it called? And Halloween when you go to the scary houses, like the haunted houses. Is that what they're called? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't do that. I can't play that game. I would shit my pants on the spot. Mm -hmm. So I I don't do that. All right. Now we are skipping an episode going to episode 12. It's called Vision of Hope. Ezra making an attempt at learning lightsaber. He sucks. (laughs) (laughs) This is the summary of season one. Ezra sucks. (laughs) Basically, episode title, Rebels Rewatch, season one, Ezra sucks. Yep, there it is. Boom. Uh, He's playing with like the little shooty ball thing, you know? Uh, And then he passes out and he has a weird vision. And while he passes out, he actually hits his target. 
So that's impressive. Yeah, that's something. Good for you, Ezra. He hit not he hits all of the targets multiple times. It's wild. Yeah. And then he's like, oh no, did I wake up in time for the radio show? I hope so. Uh there's some dude named Travis who is slash was a senator. And he's pretty much gone rogue and he makes these special like transmissions for hope and he puts clues in them about where he's going. But they're so obvious. He's like yeah. He he essentially says, like, I want to meet up with you guys in LaFall. He pretty much exactly says it. It's amazing. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he's so smart. And he's, like, <laughs> so great. And I'm like, is he? He's not. He's telling you to your face what he's doing. Like, come on, guys. Then we get our first mention, at least in the episodes we're watching, I think it's our first mention, of Fulcrum, uh, which is a big fucking deal later Hera's like yeah Fulcrum confirmed that it's true so mm, I guess we can like go check it out you know whatever so they all head back to Laval once again Ezra's like sneaking around like ooh how are we gonna get into the hidey hole we're gonna meet up with him Uh, he meets up with another annoying teen boy there's more than one question mark yeah yep his buddy that works for the Empire. They're like, yeah, we're going to go to the old Senate building. You know, like, Travis basically said that's where he was going to show up. So, of course, Callus, we span to him, is also like, yeah, let's go to the old Senate building. Um, so the ghost crew's like, okay, how are we going to get in there? The Empire's everywhere. You know, they must know that we're going to go meet with the Senator, and they want the Senator, and they want us. Oh, no. But they figure it out. They're like, okay, we're going to go down the sewer hole. Delightful. Um, And it's really confusing to me because they go down a sewer hole. Yeah, it's gross. But somehow they go up in the building. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I I watched some of that and was just like continuity question mark. You know what? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it it really bothered me. Um, <laughs> but eventually they find Travis. He's flanked by two like security <clears throat> droids, and they're like, "Oh no, they found us." It's impossible to know that I would be here. And I'm like, what is it? Because you literally just said where exactly you would be in this transmission and when. Like, it is bonkers that you are shocked right now. So Callus is with, I didn't know her name yet, so I just called her Lothal Lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the blonde chick. I, I have her stuff written later with what exactly she does. Minister Tua, that's her name. Ah, Minister Tua, Lothal Lady, yes. They're kind of leading the charge. And they're like, we're going to get everyone, you know, like, we're going to arrest them and Travis and whatever. Uh, His two, like, security droids get killed. Sabine throws smoke bombs because she blows shit up all the time. Zeb punches people. There's lots of pew pew. They're like, come on, let's go escape with Travis. There's more running. Pew pew. Kaboom. Kaboom. Ezra's vision when he passed out is coming true that they were going to be in this little kerfuffle. Fighting Callus, escaping, yada yada. They didn't do a very good job at escaping because they're found immediately. And then Travis is acting all weird. He's like, blah, blah, blah. Who helps you? Blah, blah, blah. And then he's being extra slow and stuff. And Hera gives him a gun. And I'm like, oh, no. Mind you, I forgot everything that happened um, before in the show. (laughs) So then I got, ooh, I was right. He pulls the gun on Hera and Ezra. He just kills everyone he meets. Um, It was a ruse. Hera didn't give him, like, a good working gun. And he starts, like, shit-talking Ezra's parents, you know, like, they're gone. Ezra's parents come up a bit. They were kind of, like, freedom fighters 
who made radio broadcasts. Then Hera gets fed up with this shit. She realized he was a dummy. She knocked his lights out. And Hera and Ezra kind of mope around about Travis because he was a dickhead, but he gave them hope. And yada yada. The end. There's a couple of reasons I like this episode. There's a Dorothy moment. Dorothy from Kansas moment at the beginning where Ezra is talking about his vision and he's like, you and you and you were there. It was very cute. Little Wizard of Oz moment there. Yeah. As far as Ahsoka, my question would be if just if we're going to get the fulcrum name drop somehow. Same with like Spectre 1. Like, will we get the little Easter egg and we'll, we'll hear fulcrum somewhere? Does she ever use it occasionally? I think I have that question in my notes later too for like, yeah. how does this connect to Ahsoka? I'm like, will we hear fulcrum? Ezra's emotions clouded his vision. So the Force wasn't just being an asshole and showing him a trick vision. That's why he saw all that nonsense. Yeah, and the reason we're bringing up Fulcrum right now, again, for those of you who have not seen this and or have not read the Ahsoka book, Fulcrum is Ahsoka's code name when she joins up with the Rebellion for the first time. So in the book, she meets up with Bail Organa at the very end. Spoiler alert, whatever, it's been all a decade. And <laughs> we find out that she is Fulcrum. Um, and then later in the season, we also find that out too so like does she use it for anything i don't know it's a code name that cassian andor uses at some point too he also at some point in his life is, is a fulcrum agent cool stuff yeah likely to come up in the andor uh season two at some point so we'll see episode 13 is called call to action we get a whole bunch of big hitters in here we got uh the lothal minister lady we get old grandy aka richard mm-hmm Callus and Tarkin. Tarkin is ticked off. He's like, hey, dummies, they're insurgents all over. What the fuck? Like, why is no one catching this person? You know, we need to put a stop to this. You guys are incompetent and suck. And everyone's like, oh, no. You know, like, we're going to be putting time out and get in trouble. <laughs> There's a lot of cutting back and forth in these episodes that it gets really jumbled. You know, it's like two minutes here, a minute there, two minutes there, a minute there. It's like interval training, but for your eyes. Yes, exactly. But for rebels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for your eyes and ears and whatnot. Uh, so after Tarkin goes on his little, like, hissy fit, we see Ezra and Kanan and Sabine zooming along on motorbikes. They love motorbikes, toting boxes of floaty shit. Um, <laughs> they're just vroom vrooming and pew-pewing throughout the city. They're still pissed about Travis, and they're like, well, we can do a radio show on our own. Uh, we're going to send our own messages. And where can we send them from? How about inside an active Imperial building? They'll never know. No one will ever catch us. And they're like, all right, great idea. Let's risk everything to go do that. Then we cut back to Tarkin. Someone was bitching at Tar was telling Tarkin, like, oh, there's a Jedi we have to worry about. Uh, and he was like, there is not a Jedi. You did not see a Jedi. And then later, he's all like, Ugh, these fucking Jedi, we need to get rid of them. And I'm like, you just, like, walked back on yourself. Like, you didn't see what you thought you saw. And then he's like, we need to get rid of them. Yeah. He's like, yeah. you didn't see a Jedi. I used to work with the Jedi. I know the Jedi. He sends some probe droids out. Ghost crew's like, oh, no. And then they almost get seen. But a Lothcat rescues them. Aww. So Lothcat's in action, which we also see in Mandalorian on that first Bryce Dallas Howard episode. Yeah, I've been rewatching season one. The uh, Lothcat in that episode is mean to Grogu. So mm -hmm. fuck that thing. Yep whoopsie their speeder bikes get seen they weren't on the speeder bikes but they get seen nonetheless so everyone's onto them ezra starts getting cold feet because his parents 
gone from transmitting radio messages. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Alice took really good notes, you guys. (laughs) Y'all, my computer battery died. I had time to watch all this shit and I had to use my phone. That's what happened. Yep. (laughs) Like this next sentence. They get into tower, but Empire knows right away. Old Grandy leading the charge. Callus and Old Grandy corner Kanan. Lightsaber fight. Kanan is captured and brought to Tarkin, and then they all get on a ship. Ghost crew transmits nice message. And then Empire takes out the comms tower. No more message. I don't think there's anything that could be like an Ahsoka tie-in or Easter egg in this episode. That's it. But yeah, they broadcast that message to the entire galaxy being like, you have to have hope and you have to fight back and blah, 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 blah. And I know that in the, there's like a book called like the Guardians of the Wills that was part of like the Rogue One books that came out and they like reference that message really? in that. So yeah, it made it to Jetta at some point, allegedly. So cool. I know, right? Huh. There's one note I had where like the opening of this episode is like a sh- shot of Lothal at night, like a wide shot. Fucking gorgeous. Lothal is so mm-hmm. pretty. Lothal is not the Tatooine of Rebels because L- Tatooine fucking sucks and is so dull. Lothal is actually really pretty. It's kind of Emerald City-esque. It is. Very much so. And this is like when the Empire is there and they've taken it over and made it ugly. It's like, imagine what it's going to actually look like when it's been allowed to like thrive and prosper without the rule of the Empire hovering over it. Yeah. So I'm going to wrap up season one. I've got episodes 14 and 15. Episode 14 is called Rebel Resolve. It's sort of part one of our season one finale. So the Ghost Crew, they have to rescue Kanan because of course, and in order to do that, they have to steal a walker for some reason on Lothal but that plan like falls to shit and Hera picks up the crew in the Phantom and then that's the end of that so (laughs) Hera talks to Fulcrum we see her like in a private room she goes and has her little intel meetings with Fulcrum uh, in a dark room and Fulcrum tells her that Kanan knew the risks of this mission you gotta leave his ass behind and you gotta go into hiding you gotta just let this go and Hera goes and tells the rest of the ghost crew this plan and Ezra's like fuck that that's that's messed up so he and chopper go rogue and they make a plan to save kanan and they rope in sabine and zeb and sabine zeb and ezra commandeer the phantom while chopper distracts hera part of one of their whole plan is to go talk to visago to get some help meanwhile callus and tarkin are using a probe droid uh to torture kanan but tarkin thinks that they're wasting time so then old grandy enters the mix and he tries to like bust into kanan's mind which does not work so he electrocutes him and then we kind of just get a lot of noises of kanan being electrocuted Ugh, fucking old grandy and those damn probe droids man yep he's getting probed probed and electrocuted so Ezra and Zeb and Sabine go to Visago for help, and Ezra is like, dude, Kanan is a Jedi, which apparently Visago did not know. And Visago's like, that asshole? No fucking way. There's no way. And Ezra proves that he's a Jedi because he also, he like force floats some shit. And he's like, I'm a Jedi too. Meh. And I guess that's enough to convince Visago. Not to be confused with Tripago. Visago is just like some random gangster that they sometimes do jobs for so they can get money and intel and stuff. Ezra tells him that if he helps them, that he'll have a Jedi that owes him a favor. That could be a big deal. And Visago's like, all right, we need to seal the deal. So he bows to Ezra, who... Ezra does not know what to do in this situation, so he tries to, like, pet Visago on the head. <laughs> and it 
so funny. It's such a great humorous moment in this up ep- in this season, really in this whole show. I fucking love it. And Viscoco's like, dude, what the fuck? We're just bowing. That's how we seal the deal. So he tells him that the Empire is using droids for communications because they blew up their own comms tower. So now they have to use droids. And apparently that's all the intel they need. So they leave and Hera catches them and she's pissed. She's like, you all fucking deliberately disobeyed me, but good for you, I guess, because now we have a plan. So yay. Huzzah. Yeah. The plan is to give Chopper a paint job and disguise him as one of these Imperial droids that's being used for communications. So they do that and they take a communications droid and bring it onto the ghost or whatever. And they send Chopper in its place who uh, he boards an Imperial shuttle, it takes off, it docks to a cruiser, and the ghost then follows, following Chopper's signal, and Chopper, like, plugs into the ship to figure out where Kanan is. And then Chopper jumps out of an airlock and rendezvous with the ghost, and as he's, like, flying alongside the ship, he goes, Auga! And it's hilarious and adorable. He cute. <laughs> He's so cute. So the ghost crew tell Chopper that they want to keep the Imperial droid that they stole because he was like really helpful on this mission when Chopper like gets back to the ghost and Chopper's like, fuck that. And he knocks the droid out of the hatch and they all stand and watch it fall down to its death on the surface of Lothal. (laughs) Poor thing. I know. Happy ending though. It doesn't die. It makes friends with two little loath cats and you see it kind of beeping. So it didn't actually get crushed somehow. And this little droid and the two loath cats live happily ever after. And it's beautiful. And then the ghost crew learn that the empire is planning to take Kane into the Mustafar system. Oh no, that's bad. And then it's like to be continued. Anything Ahsoka? My prediction for Ahsoka is that Chopper will continue to commit war crimes and will continue to face no consequences. So everybody just needs to accept that now. I also thought it was interesting because it it gives a little bit of insight into Hera. You give her a mission and she is going to stick with it no matter the cost. Mm -hmm. Unless her crew forces her hand, at which point she will fold like a pancake. It takes little to no effort at all for her to like go along with what they want to do. Also, it sort of shows that there's like no length Ezra won't go to to save his friends and family. It kind of sounds like Sabine's whole thing in the Ahsoka series is going to be to repay that favor, which makes me a little bit afraid for Sabine's ultimate fate. Yeah, I mean, this is a big 180 between like episode one and episode 14 for Ezra. A lot of growth for Ezra in this first season for sure and it is true like good to point out that Hera is like super mission focused it's like the mission the mission the mission but because she and Kanan have a little something 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 she's gonna fold yeah it's also sort of interesting because Hera is like taking orders from Fulcrum at this point who Fulcrum who we later learned is actually Ahsoka and now in like the Ahsoka series era, like she's a general, like she's the head bitch in charge. So I sort of wonder like what the dynamic between Ahsoka and Hera is going to be. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how much they kept in touch. Yeah, exactly. If they kept in touch, if she if she kept in touch with really any of them. I mean, it seems like not. It kind of seems like, I mean, we we heard like Dave Filoni talking about how like Ahsoka is kind of a wanderer at this point. She's not working for Bail Organa. She's not a fulcrum agent. She's not working for the New Rebellion. She's kind of off doing her own thing until she realizes that Thrawn is becoming a real threat. And it sounds like that at that point, she decides to team up with the New Rebellion. 
or new re- new whatever the fuck new republic yeah on to the finale episode 15 of season one is called a fire across the galaxy can't believe we're at the finale already thanks dave yeah all right so there's a bunch of pew pew for some reason at the beginning of this episode i don't know it doesn't matter why not the ghost crew informs hera that they lied to her And they did not, in fact, destroy this TIE fighter that they stole earlier in the season. And guess what? Sabine also gave it, like, an insane paint job. So it is now very obvious that it is not an Imperial TIE. It's very impressive. It looks awesome. It's insane. It's obviously a TIE fighter, but it's obviously not an Imperial TIE fighter. But apparently, that doesn't matter. They decide to use it anyway. So Kanan is still just, like, getting electrocuted and screaming and shit and hanging out with old Grandy and Tarkin on Tarkin's Star Destroyer, which is parked now in the orbit of Mustafar, just kind of hovering. And Grandy's like, so... Who's Fulcrum? I'm a messy bitch. Yeah, and Kanan's like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and Grandy taunts him and asks if his crew knows that he's a coward because he left Depa Balaba to die during Order 66. He's he's like, did you run like a bitch? And Kanan's like, yeah, I ran like a bitch. So yeah, that's uh that's kind of sad. But the ghost crew or the ghost uh the ship itself docks to the stolen transport or something. Or, like, mm-hmm. on... I don't know. They get onto Tarkin's Star Destroyer somehow. So they break in. They go look for Kanan. There's a lot of pew-pew fights with uh, stormtroopers. And they send Ezra up into, like, an exhaust shaft. Because he is a small, sad baby. And he can fit up there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... <laughs> you suck. <laughs> They're like, get the fuck out. We don't want to be with you anymore. Uh, meanwhile, Chopper, like, stayed on the ship or whatever that's, like, docked to the Star Destroyer, and he contacts Fulcrum for some reason, because he's, like, a little shithead and got bored. I don't even know. I don't know why he contacted it or her, her. It's funny. He knew it was time. I guess. He was like, yo, I gotta, like, Skype with someone. Mm-hmm. He's, like, so bored. Let's just do it. So Ezra finds Kanan. He frees him, and then they run into Grandy. Oh, my God. Um, they run into him on, you guessed it, a long, narrow bridge over a bottomless pit that has no railings, as Star Wars is prone to do. Fucking Richard, man. Yeah. I really want to make old Grandy's name being Richard Cannon. I, w- I would also like that. It's it's Richard. It's just Richard now. Can anyone update Wikipedia? Yeah, but it may not stick for very long. <laughs> Can we start a hashtag of make old Grandy Richard? Yes. He's Richard now. Everybody, but we, we can't do it alone, Alice. You and I cannot do it alone. We need the help of the people listening to this here grand episode. Yeah. Hashtag make old grandy Richard, everyone. <laughs> we'll remind you in the tweet and the show notes. <laughs> oh, this is dumb. Um, anyway, Kanan and Ezra, they duel Grandy, and Grandy throws his saber at Ezra and it knocks him over the edge. <laughs> And Kanan watches him fall, and he gets all sad because he thinks he dies. But apparently, like, Ezra just lands on a platform. Like, it's serving Duel of the Fates. It's serving the Phantom Menace. It's serving... Mm-hmm. It- it's giving uh, Obi-Wan and and Qui-Gon Jinn. So there you have it. We're repeating that little thing, you know, because shit rhymes and whatnot. You know, whatever it is George mm-hmm. Lucas like said. Poetry. 
It's like poetry. The shit rhymes. Grandy's like, game on, bitch. Let's duel. And so Kanan and Grandy duel. And Kanan has like both of the sabers now. And Ezra's knocked out, but he wakes up on like this lower bridge. He's got no saber now. He's like, well, what the fuck? Kanan and Grandy are dueling. And it actually looks like cool as fuck. Like this is a legit lightsaber battle. It's a really, really good duel. If you're into watching cool lightsaber battles, this is add this to your list. It's a good one. Kanan knocks Grandy's saber into like a reactor in the bottom pit and it lights up the whole place like on fire and Grandy's like holding on to the edge of this bridge that has no railings because there's no OSHA with the Empire and uh, he's like you he tells Kanan that you have no idea what you've unleashed here today there are some things far more frightening than death and he lets go and kills himself I'm surprised he just gave up yeah remember when like Obi-Wan was hanging and he just used the force to like push himself up and do flip and then fucking chop Maul in half. Yeah. It's like Like Grandy couldn't do that. I know. Like, why did he give up so easily? Also, he gets stabbed through his middle in Kenobi many years earlier and survives that, but he can't hang on to this fucking edge. I got maybe he was tired. I don't know. He's a little bitch. Maybe he thought it'd be quicker that way than like being tortured by Vader or something. Yeah, yeah. Cause Vader had like threatened him, I think, earlier in the season where he's like, get these rebels or like shit's over for you. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so he kills himself and Kanan's like, Oh my god, that sucks. Anyway, and then Ezra and Kanan reunite and they escape into a hangar and they steal old Grandy's TIE fighter. And Ezra's like, oh my god, wait, but like, what if the Inquis- Grand Inquisitor needs this? Oh, wait, he won't. <laughs> Kanan's like, dude, that's like too dark. Like, calm down. Good one. Yeah. So the rest of the ghost crew make it to Sabine's painted tie. They take off. Kane and Ezra are in their own tie. They take off. And they're all just like flying around aimlessly in their ties until Chopper, yay, surprise, he appears out of hyperspace with their transport and the ghost and a bunch of blockade runners. So Wait. that's really fun. Everybody in the club gets together, meets up, they mm. battle mm. some ties mm. and stuff, mm. and then they all escape to hyperspace together. And while they're aboard this transport, they reunite. Kanan and Hera hug, which is like so stupid because they should have kissed and just like not kept me on my toes for so many seasons being like, will they, won't they? Like, fucking just will they, all right? Um, yeah. The transport is docked to the ghost, and Ezra's like, wait, if we're on this transport, like, who's flying the ghost? And then Hologram Bail Organa makes a cameo, which is fun. And then enter Ahsoka Tano, a.k.a. Fulcrum. Jimmy Smuts doesn't voice Cartoon Bail, right? Usually not, but um, I didn't actually do a check to see if he voiced him in this particular instance. A lot of times it's Phil Lamar, who's another um, big voice actor, but he voiced... Bail Organa on occasion during the Clone Wars. I was just curious. So yeah, Fulcrum is Ahsoka. Ahsoka is Fulcrum. She is the one who has indeed been communicating with Hera this entire season on and off. So Hera, uh, Ahsoka introduces herself to the Ghost Crew. She tells them that their broadcast that they put out a couple episodes ago gave a lot of people hope. It reached a lot of people. And now everything has changed. The Rebellion, which has been operating now as separate cells, is now going to start coming together. This is their new day or new beginning for the rebels and for the ghost crew in this in this moment. It was so kind of weird to see adult Ahsoka. Yeah. It was so different. Her Laiku are so long. Yeah, I really like the look her of Montrals. Yeah. Yeah, her like her head tails, Montrals, whatever the hell, yeah. So long. 
Yeah. They are. It was a good. It, this was a really good look for Ahsoka. I really mm-hmm. liked Rebels era Ahsoka. So yeah, uh, this episode closes out with Tarkin on Lothal. He lands in his shuttle. He gets off. He talks to Callus. Callus tells him that like everybody on Lothal heard about what happened at Mustafar. And he's like, oh my God, like how embarrassing. Everyone thinks that the Empire is a giant pussy now. And Tarkin's like, well, we can't have that now, can we? And then you hear Vader breathing, and then you see Vader disembark from the shuttle behind Tarkin while Callus is giving bombastic side eye looking at Vader out of the side of his face. It's fucking hysterical. And that's the end of the episode. Yay! <laughs> Good job, Rebel Season 1. Yay! Yay! We did it. They did it. We all did it. Anything special that may pop up, Easter egg or otherwise, in Ahsoka from this episode? Unfortunately, I didn't really have anything all that specific. I think just in general, this season is really great for kind of showing Kanan's growth as a teacher Mm -hmm. and showing sort of how this tiny little group of rebels that we have come to know and love over the course of one season becomes part of the bigger rebellion. And it shows a lot of growth from Ezra, from where he was this annoying 14-year-old kid, to how he becomes a slightly less annoying 14-year-old kid. Fair enough. Yeah. We'll have to see. I'm, like, looking through my season two notes to see. My God, you already, like, watched season two? I haven't watched any of those episodes yet. Uh, no, I'm I'm halfway through, but I was just looking at the first few bullet points to see if I have Ezra sucks in them. I do not. <laughs> so it's really just season one. I'm No, it's definitely more than season one. It's definitely more than season one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's at least two yep. and a half. Thousand percent. Three. Yeah. All right. Cool. So overall thoughts on season one. Did you watch it like when it came out or after no. the fact? I was far. I was pretty uh, late to the party, I think, with Rebels. I want to say all of season two was already out. Okay. Maybe. By the time, or like maybe it wasn't all out, but like while I was catching up, it was season two was airing, and I didn't come in and start watching all of it new until season three, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? Like, when did you were you watching any of it kind of on and off from the beginning, or was it like really no. not until you and I met? It wasn't until I met you and you went on and on about it because I tried. It took me t- two times before I actually got into the Clone Wars because I didn't really like get it the first time I tried watching it and I wasn't used to the format and then kind of the same thing happened well with Rebels was a different story I was like okay Rebels I should watch this but it wasn't available on streaming anywhere yeah and then I was in Mexico for my cousin's wedding and signed it in Netflix and it was there I'm like well I can start watching it oh my god weird it was on Netflix in Mexico (laughs) yeah but then not here so I had to somehow I got a Disney XD login I think and watch it that way eventually but i don't think i got into it until i met you so it'd have been like 2017 well it was like all kind of a confusing time because you're right it wasn't on streaming like a con- a conducive format and like you had to get spark of the rebellion separate and with the clone wars it's like you had to watch the movie first and then there's like a different series that's also called the clone wars and you're like well which when it, where do I start yeah. here? Like, it's all... Con- the, I mean, getting into the Star Wars animation stuff can be confusing. I totally get it. 100%. So, yeah, in terms of um general season one thoughts, 
I have to say that rewatching this show really, really reinforces for me how horribly miscast I think Rupert Friend was as the Grand Inquisitor in Kenobi. That should have just been a totally different Inquisitor instead of being the same character. Do you think part of it has to do with him not having the wonky cone head? I mean, part of it, but like what they did is they cast an actor that doesn't naturally look or sound like the animated character and guess what everybody fucking hated it and bitched about it on the internet and now you've kind of gone and done the same thing with Harrison Dula for this live action version so I'm a little bit worried about how this is going to play out when the show starts airing we can see how it shakes out because we've always said that it's hard to get real life Twi'leks right it is it is but they did a strange rare good job with Garza Whip mm-hmm. and as far as old Grandy's concerned, I'm I am aware that Powans don't look like humans. I get it, but the animated Powans are modeled after what the Powans looked like in the live action film Revenge of the Sith. So, yeah. but I will say this: according to the official Star Wars like online databank that predated Wikipedia. The Powans in Revenge of the Sith were created through a mix of prosthetic makeup effects and computer-generated imagery. So it's not like those humans looked like them. Like It was a combination of things. To me, while it looked weird, if they tried to do it with less computer-generated effects, it would probably have reminded me of the Coneheads. You know, from Siren at Live 90s and the subsequent movie when they did all the Siren at Live movie spinoffs back in the day. And then it would have been like, ah. But I don't think they did any computer generated imagery for Kenobi. I think that was all prosthetic stuff. Right. But had they tried doing more like Conehead prosthetics, it probably would have looked shitty like the Coneheads. I don't know. I'm like 2005. They pulled it off like masterfully. And like. What the fuck happened 20 years later with the Kenobi show that they weren't able to do it? I don't get it. I'm like, you did. You, how did they nail it back then? And like, they were just like, nah, we can't do it now. I love Rupert Friend and his one messy bitch face where he's like, mm. I know that you love him. Where he sucks on his cheeks and he's just like, God damn it. <laughs> oh, man. I really d- I did just do a Kenobi rewatch, though, and fully loved it. I loved that show at the beginning, and I love that on a rewatch. I love the Kenobi show. So there. Hooray. Yeah. Any other thoughts on season one? I mean, it's a solid season. It's a good, it's like a great story. The animation is a little jarring if you haven't. All the Star Wars animation is different. Clone Wars and Bad Batch are the same. Resistance is clearly very different. Um, so if, you're, if you've only seen Clone Wars, it can be a little jarring to hop into Rebels world. It's more like flowy. I think, or it it ha- it's less angular. Yeah, exactly. As far as like stylization. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, good stuff. Music's great. It is. We get Kevin Kiner scoring Star Wars Rebels, same composer that did Clone Wars. So there's a lot of consistency in that, which is great. Uh, the Kiners are also are also scoring the Ahsoka live action series, and you got a lot of the same people. Like you got Dave Filoni and his whole posse working on this shit. So it's also nice because this season is brief. So if you don't, if you're listening to this and you want to go actually watch the first season of Rebels, it's considerably short shorter than the rest of the seasons Mm -hmm. which i believe are like what 20 ish episodes this is only 15 so there you go all right 
Go team. Season one, we did it. We did it. We did a bonus. Our first bonus in so, so long. I don't remember the last time we did a bonus. I think it was probably when we were doing our Clone Wars recaps. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Good times. years ago. It was. Yeah. This was fun, though. I enjoyed this little bonus session with you. Me too. Good job. Yay. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of this special episode. So thanks, everyone, for listening. And, uh... Have a good summer. Aww. Yeah, if you want to get in touch with our show, you can interact with us on Twitter and Instagram at Forest Toast Pod. You can interact with Alice at Slaya All Day on uh, Twitter, and you can interact with me on Twitter and Instagram at ShutUp underscore Laura. And subscribe to our show on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple. <laughs>